best show begins now. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of NXT, the next best show. This is our first show in remote locations, three different states. This is this is a big show for us, Skype show. All right, so three different states. We got Xavier over in Illinois. Xavier, how's it going over there? Uh, it's going pretty well. A little gloomy, but the weather's warm. Uh, to start us off for the first shout-out away from the studio, I'm going to pick uh, our friend's friend, Scott Van Pelt, for including Dolores Duhawks on their senior night special last Friday. Um, so Scott Van Pelt decided to, originally it was going to be just seniors, but really any athlete who seen, season just got cut short and he was taking submissions. We talked about it a little bit before when I mentioned the Illinois team got to be on there. And now uh, our own school Guy Patron, uh, senior wrestler. I think he was 21-0, and 0, likely headed to the national championship win uh, last weekend, or two weekends ago, but unfortunately, due to events, it was canceled. Yeah, so, yeah, being, that was that was pretty cool, being, seeing him and seeing Scott Van Pelt talk about Guy Patron. That was awesome. I thought that was really cool. And really cool, just overall, what Scott Van Pelt's doing to, like, give some highlights to like obviously it doesn't make up for the fact that they missed their season but like to at least honor some of those people and and one of them being from loris that was that was pretty awesome very very cool we're also joined over in wisconsin nick richter uh what do you what have you been up to nick how what's your shout out this week um classic shout out of the week uh we got to remind everyone that the houston astros cheated um i thought that was going to die last week or two weeks ago whenever we did that last show it feels like forever ago but you know we're still the show's keeping on so you know i get to remind everybody every week that the houston astros are cheaters so that's my shout out this week yeah and and just because the season has been has been pushed back does not mean the astros aren't cheaters anymore so let's let's always remember that thank you nick for being vigilant it it is frustrating because because of this whole like situation that's going on, this it's just going to get pushed aside, and then the season's going to start, and it's not going to be talked about nearly as much as it would have sure. if the season just started. Throughout, yeah, in a couple weeks. there's going to be so many news because I I don't know if we're going to have baseball this year. I'm leaning towards we might not see a whole season, and by next year there's going to be so many new storylines that it will be just totally forgotten and not worthy of their time. You don't think there's going to be a season at all, X? I don't. I don't know. The, the more things getting canceled and pushed back, it'll be a tough. Yeah. Because like, their baseball is so long, and for them to just figure out how yeah, they, they want to cram it, it what, into, yeah. they have to readjust. They can't just pick up from whatever dates games. They got to restructure that whole schedule, and what cities and flights, the whole thing. It's almost just right. easier to wait a season, I think. But it comes down to money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm over here in Iowa still, never got to leave. And uh, my shout-out of the week, um, it's a Twitter account, Simulating Sports. Twitter account, at Simulating Sports. 
They have been simulating all of the national tournaments, D3 through D1, men's and women's basketball tournaments. Um, and I want to shout them out because Loris was the runner-up in the women's national championship. They lost to Trine, who the men actually played this season. Um, but th- this Twitter account, Trine, it's in Indiana. Uh, this this Twitter account decided that Loris would have made it all the way to the national championship. Lost 58 to 36. I don't see our women only scoring 36 points in a game, so I don't know what this – don't know how he decided this, but they're wrong Time about that. Create, um, a formula to fix that. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say the women's basketball team won the national championship because 36 is too low. I'm sure they would have scored more than that. Um, but shout out to this Twitter account for simulating all of these sports tournaments because we don't get them and for making sure Loris went very far in that tournament. So big yeah, deal. Yeah, I didn't even need a simulation to tell me my team was going to the national championship. Yeah, true. We all knew that that was going to happen anyway, but, but you know what? At least we have some backing from a Twitter account, a faceless Twitter account somewhere just picking random games. Um, but you know what? I appreciate them, them think knowing that Loris is as uh, strong as they are. Now this is a little bit off topic. Oh. Yeah. Um, did you guys notice who won the ESPN simulated bracket this year? I did not. No. The the BPI one? No? No. Maybe it was, oh, the it was Wisconsin. Badgers. Yeah, oh. I saw that. <laughs> it was Wisconsin BYU in the national championship. <laughs> outrageous. What an outrageous combo. Now, Tom, um, so are you in Iowa City or still in Dubuque? I'm in Dubuque still. I'm going to Iowa City on Thursday. For the long My brother's birthday or... this weekend. My brother's birthday this weekend, so I'm going home for a long weekend. But I'm still I, – I just – I don't have to move out of my apartment, so I don't want to. So I'm just going to stay here. But I'm going to take some trips home. Um, so, yeah, still in Dubuque. But we'll be traveling back and forth from Dubuque to Iowa City. All right, so now that we've got our shout-outs out of the way, we're going to move into um, the rest of the show. There's been a lot of news. I mean, most of it, even though there's no sports, we're still getting the news, and it's coming because um, sports are having to make decisions because of the coronavirus. Um, But also, NFL free agency has opened up, and so there's been some um, moves there. Let's start with the NFL and the biggest name I think that happened in the last the move in the last week, Todd Gurley, um, was signed with signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so it, initially he was on the Rams. They they released him um, mostly because they had they didn't want to have to pay the contract that they had left with him. Um, so they released him and the Falcons signed him. Um, so we'll see, arguably one of the best running backs in the league um, on a new team next year. And another thing I heard that that leads to the Falcons having 10 starters on their offense, all drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, um, obviously throughout different years, but um, 10 first round draft picks on their starting lineup. Um, So that's, I mean, if there's a year that the Falcons should be good, I think it's this one. It sure would seem like it, right? I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I think. This is the only time it's ever happened, so or ever happened so far. Um, but at the same time, I guess I don't expect the Falcons to be extremely successful this year. I there's like they're yeah. still missing pieces in key spots. So nice nine and um, seven season from them this year. I don't know if they'll be that yeah, bad, what, but 
which even, even so is fine. But if you look at like the Patriots, they win. They won how many Super Bowls in a row, or how many Super Bowls in the past twenty years, and they have not had a like super great first round draft picks in that like time period. So clearly, I don't think first round draft picks are as important as um, some people make them out to be. True. So wait, who, who? My bad. Who has the ten draft picks? Falcons, now that they've got Todd Gurley at running back, they have 10 out of their 11 starting players on offense were drafted in the first round. So last year, it's a. I think this is probably one of the... Where, wait, I lost it. Last year they were 7-9. and nine. Do you think... Bucks, Panthers, Saints, where, where do we see those teams next year? Um, Saints... Actually, oh man, that's going to be a good division because I think the Panthers are going to be good with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, the Bucks, obviously, yeah. people have high hopes for them with Tom Brady behind uh, the center. And then the Saints have always been a strong team. They still have Drew Brees. I think they just signed him for two more years, something like that. Um, two years. And then they've got, uh, what's his name, Taysom Hill, who can do anything they need him to do, um, play every so, position. So I think – and then the Falcons at least look good on paper. So I think there's that could be an interesting uh, division. I think that might be one of the most exciting divisions this, this year, um, just with mm-hmm. how much they have. Well, that should be a, a, a solid race to the top for that division. Um, it'll be, I think, the obviously, everyone's eyes are going to be on the Buccaneers and Brady to see if he can kind of replicate what he did in Foxborough. But... Um, yeah. Uh, overall, that division is pretty stacked, and it should be a pretty solid race, assuming that the teams we're expecting to be good are actually good. So, with this being away from all these sports, people have got pretty absurd with their takes. Pro football talk, I don't know if you guys saw it or, at all, but they said the Bears made the wrong decision in getting Khalil Mack. Did you guys see that? Did not see that. Why do they think that? You know, once I read the headline, I could not listen to the video. I They just were against it. I'll have to tune in and figure it out, but it seems absurd. I was going to say, maybe that's just clickbait and you fell for it. Because <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. They don't actually have that wild of a take. I don't know. There's one more uh, football thing I thought of just now. But now I'm forgetting. Oh, today, Cam Newton, uh, was it today? He got dropped? Um, I don't think he's technically been dropped yet, but the reports say that it's it's coming. I believe he has been. Okay. Because he he just passed his physical, so I don't know if that's – I don't know if they do that before you get cut from your team, but – I thought he had been cut already. They had, with him on the Panthers still, they had five other quarterbacks. Did you see that? With uh, them signing the XFL player, P.J. Walker. So one of those guys had to get cut. I didn't even know that an XFL player had been signed, but I just read the Chiefs signed a former XFL quarterback as well, Jordan Tamu. Um and I don't know why they're signing an XFL quarterback, but 
knows? I, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how many of these are real ones, like real signings, because I did r- read somewhere that the players are free to sign to ma- to be able to get money during this time. So I don't know how many are just being able to get the, a contract and have some cash during being unemployed or not. But the P.J. Walker one seemed, now that I realize there's there's so many other quarterbacks on the team, it seems a little crazy, but he was the best quarterback in the XFL this year. What are your guys' takes on Tom Brady potentially not wearing the number 12? He, he hasn't said, the report came out that he hasn't said anything about wanting that number from, uh, what's his name? There's a wide receiver, Goodwin. Or Godwin Chris has Godwin. A, something like that. Yeah, has the number twelve currently. Uh, the report is that Tom Brady hasn't asked him for the number. Um, can you even imagine Tom Brady wearing a different number other than twelve? And or do you think like he's not going to ask, but he's going to end up with the number twelve anyway? What I, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, this reminds me of the time that LeBron went to the Miami Heat and switched to six. I didn't think it worked. Like. 23 was Michael's number, but I got so used to seeing LeBron in 23, and then when he switched to 6, I didn't think it would be possible, but it ended up working. It's kind of another fame number for him, but it will be odd to see. I think what's going to happen is um, I think Chris Godwin will wind up giving up giving up that number. Yeah, like I can see that the TB12 method or whatever. That then it kind of yeah. goes against like all all of his branding is like around that number. So I don't foresee him not wearing that number in the future. Or else what number would, would he even go brand with? change? I don't even know what number you like. How is Tom Brady supposed to choose a number that isn't 12? He just uh, lets them give him a jersey. Like he doesn't even ask for a number. He just takes whatever they give him. Or he wears he just wears a blank jersey. A numberless jersey. He seems jersey. like the kind of <laughs> guy to me. Uh, he wears double no, zero. He can't do a numberless jersey. He wears one hundred. He just makes his own. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the he seems like the kind of guy to me where he wouldn't ask necessarily um, to like have that number, but it's yeah. also like kind of expected that it's given to him i think he definitely which is fine because he deserves he, that he definitely yeah he definitely has earned the number 12 i mean and yeah i don't know i guess it's more difficult when it's a guy that already had the number and like has been playing well like if it was just like some bench guy that like never got in or anything it's a starting wide receiver that's at least a little bit more difficult because like i remember when uh brett Favre went to the vikings didn't he get the number four from John David Booty and uh he wasn't even a starting quarterback so it was like okay that wasn't that big of a deal to like take switch the number but like if you're getting it's, the number from yeah, a starting like player it's definitely a little bit more definitely a little bit more of a like situation um breaking news not really but it is official Cam Newton has been released from the Panthers just now just now. Just now. In the words of Adam Scheffner, end of an era. What a short, very short era that saw him in one Super Bowl, but still big and deal. didn't they get blown out in that Super Bowl? Uh, it was a bad one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was, was that Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl? I think it was. Uh, let's take or it. Or it was Peyton Manning's last season. Or 
It was definitely Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't was win that multiple. Was that Super Bowl Broncos. 50, maybe? Yeah. Yep, that was Super Bowl 50. That's insane. Um, That seems like forever ago. That was a big yeah, deal. That does feel like a long time ago. With any yeah, last... Favorites in that game, too. Yikes. Yeah, no. They had, they, they had a good season that year, but... That Broncos defense was so good the whole year. Um, any final football thoughts? Any trades? No, I, I think that's pretty much the, the big news in football is um, Todd Gurley moving. And uh, and then, I mean, that, that whole division being interesting, there hasn't been a lot of movement other than that. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, as the offseason goes on, we'll see more just because there are quarterbacks like Cam Newton and, and now and then Jameis Winston um, that are free agents now that we'll assume they'll be signed somewhere. Mm-hmm. But who knows, really? Let's move on to uh, the Olympics. We're officially it was officially announced today, right, that the Olympics will be pushed back. So um, at least they said later it will not be in the summer of 2020, but it will not be later than the summer of 2021. Yeah. So I guess they're finding a time somewhere in that range that they're going to uh, put on the Olympics, um, which is good because, I mean, everyone looks forward to the summer Olympics. We've talked about it before on this show that that's the yeah, only we, good Olympics that there are. Yeah, um, we've been talking about the, the summer Olympics as like when the coronavirus first got big. We were talking about would it affect the Summer Olympics. We didn't really talk about many of the other sports. And then the other sports became the headlines. And the Summer Olympics were still there but not talked about as much. And then they obviously – it was smart for them to wait it out as long as possible just because there's so much planning. It's it's I think it's nearly a 12-year – ordeal in getting the olympics you gotta have plans and it might be even more i just remember oh it's i think uh, it's like 20 yeah they vote, on, yeah. It. They vote on it like it's long time i think 12 I just years ahead because, but like, you need to have everything in place well before that because the the chicago is in like the finals for getting it in 2016 but lost out and i i think it was middle school like uh second through fifth i mean grammar school and I remember them making it to the final stages just and that was probably multi-year plan year plan like from many years ago. And then it was another 10 years before the actual Olympics would be held. So that I, I, I it makes sense that they held out as long as possible just because not only did the planning, but actually like the buildings, because a lot of those towns I remember in what was it, Rio, that they built a bunch of buildings? Yeah. Which yeah. didn't, which kind of hurt Rio, but it was, they just had a lot of buildings that they had to build, stadiums and sorts. But we shall see. Other yeah, than that. So, I mean, and so this, this is kind of uh, a little bit of the situation that happened with the, the college basketball tournaments, um, I guess, sort of. La- yesterday, I heard Canada announced that no matter what, they wouldn't be sending their teams to the Olympics 
if it were held at the time that they said. So Canada basically pulled out of the competition, and then the next day, the Olympics announced that they're moving everything back. Um, I think that was probably a big uh, factor in... Yeah, and so that's kind of what reminded me of the Ivy League saying we're not going to hold our tournament, and then every other tournament eventually, like, one or two days later said the same thing. It was kind of like one group had to take action on their own, and then everyone else was kind of like, yeah, we probably should postpone this at least. Um, And so even though it's a long ways out for the Olympics, uh, I don't know that it's – I wouldn't necessarily say they acted too soon. I feel like they kind of have been able to see – um how it kind of looks like uh what the path and everything is of this and maybe the waiting longer and at least like being flexible about when they put it on um is going to be more beneficial for everyone in the end but canada kind of took the first action yeah well when we were first discussing the first issue with sports and coronavirus this was the first thing that came up College basketball, yeah. we didn't talk about because we just figured it would go on. It was already All going on. We're just like, oh, just this figured. won't be an issue by then. Like, we'll be right. done with that. Yeah. And yeah. We first... talked about the Olympics before anything. Yeah. And then now here we are talking about the Olympics again, but all other sports are canceled. Yeah, they so, like, already how pushed far... everything back. So how, like, how extremely fast it's gone from, like, we're worried about just the Olympics to now everything's just canceled. It's, well, yeah, it's I was crazy. thinking about it two weeks ago. The coronavirus was just like, oh, people need to be be careful. But like life right. was going on as normal. It was just like, oh, this is something you should be careful of. And now like everyone's living in their like everyone's shut down in their house, not moving, like not going anywhere. Uh, and it just like kind of changed everything. So like it moved so quickly that right, you know, like everyone. That's why all these decisions were made like so rapidly, and everyone freaked out like, oh, we're overreacting. But then like. If they hadn't canceled the tournament, we'd be this week, they'd be playing the tournament, and they'd be like, uh, we should have canceled this because there's a lot, or they would have canceled it later. Like, it was never going to be right. able to last, and, and it just moved so quickly that the decision seemed crazy at the time, but now we're looking back at it like, oh, yeah, that made sense. So, college I mean, sports oh, oh. obviously canceled. Um, did the NHL, I did they just postpone, or have they canceled also? They're doing the same thing as the NBA. NBA. Do you think they should uh, say if this does go into like early summer and then it affects the way the they would have to wrap up the season? Do you think they should just cancel this season and then start as normal in the fall? As you normal, mean like the NBA? Yeah, like NBA and NHL. Just I mean, stop I think the whole it, season. And I think then worst case scenario. Instead of messing with two seasons of sports. Worst case scenario, I would say they just move straight to the playoffs. Like the there's 20ish games left for most teams in the NBA, 20 or less. Worst case scenario, you just whatever the seeds are now, you start the playoffs at that, and you go from there. I don't think canceling the whole season would make any sense you at least play the playoffs um, because I mean, you'll always have the asterisks of it was a shortened season, but you either have the asterisks of it was a shortened season and no one won, or it was a shortened season, but this team won the shortened season. Like 
I don't know why you would cancel all games from now on when if they were able to start in June, you're only a month ish behind if you start the playoffs there because they can play the playoffs. They can shorten the span between games and everything and play the playoffs be done in July. And then summer league can go on as normal and the rest of the off season can go on as normal. So I would say the worst case scenario would be you just lose those 20 regular season games and skip right to the playoffs. The best case scenario would be play those regular season games and just push everything back until maybe you shorten the amount of time between games because already, I mean, the the finals or all the playoffs, it's like you play two games, you have like three days off and you play two more games. Like they can squeeze that down and like have one day off and, you know, you can get through the playoffs a lot faster if you need to. So I would say best case scenario, they play as normal. It's just pushed back. Worst case scenario, they just go right to the the playoffs from here and every team, which would help my under for the Suns because they wouldn't be in the playoffs and they've only won 27 games. So they wouldn't win that 28th game and they wouldn't make the playoffs. They wouldn't be able to win that game. So that would help me. But that's what I, I mean, the playing the playoffs, it would make no sense to cancel the playoffs too, is my opinion. No, I completely agree with that. It, I think it's as a as a fan who has a team that is basically I think they're betting favorites they're, to win. If not, well, they're, they're currently in the top. They're currently the top in the NBA, I believe. The Lakers were closing in, but I believe the um, Bucks are still the number one team. It's going to be frustrating no matter what happens because there there'll always be an asterisk on yeah this season, which is frustrating to say the least but there's gonna be an asterisk on 2020 it's easy to describe everything that no, happened there in 2020 sure. has an asterisk like i'm 22 sure, but... but with an asterisk because like <laughs> does life count right well, now like are we actually aging we're 30, all just inside like 30 years from now that asterisk isn't going to mean much other than true. it's an asterisk true you're gonna have to explain why why yep. it was the way it was assuming we all survive <laughs> you think it's the end Let's of the think world? Positive. No, we're thinking positive. No, I'm not, I don't think it's the end of the world. Positive show. <laughs> now, that pretty much covers the sports. Not a whole lot going on. And that means we have to adapt this show. So I want to know before, how. Before you... this, Xavier, what, what have you guys, how have you guys been handling living at home? Um, that's exactly what I was going to ask. How oh, I thought you were going your, into shows. No, I thought you were going no, into shows. No, no, Sorry, that's was, my bad. That's uh, you're my good. Bad. How is your day-to-day life, and how are you structuring it? What does it look like? And now that school work has been added, are your classes mostly, uh, what's the fancy words they like to use? Acrimonious and synchromonious? Don't know what those Acrimonious and synchromonious, like... Do you have to be there for your classes, or do you just do it on your own pace? So, how does that look for you, each of you? Tom, you can go first. All right, so my day-to-day, as I said, I'm still in Dubuque, so I'm still in my apartment. I'm the only one here, though, so it's kind of great because it's just quiet all the time, and uh, I have the whole place to myself. That's been nice. Um my, I mean, I can still work. My job is still able to be done remotely, so I just set up my computer and everything in my room so I've got my basically a home office now so it's a lot easier to get work done here um, and not have to travel into my uh, office so life hasn't changed much except for the fact that I don't have to leave my room if I don't want to so this like 8 by 11 room is 
like where I, I just spend all of my time. Um, I got home from work on Wednesday. I went straight to the grocery store from work on Wednesday and just bought a bunch of food. And then I was just like, I won't have to leave my apartment again until I choose. Like I could just not leave and I don't need and it won't matter. And then I didn't leave again until Saturday. So I just was inside for four straight days. Um, and honestly, it was pretty great because I just watched a bunch of movies, worked, made food. I've been watching cooking shows and then I like go and cook things because like, I'm, straight to I, the just, kitchen I just want to like see if I can I, I did that one day too yeah I just I just want to see if I can compare so I'll watch I'll get a bunch of inspiration from the t- shows and then I'll just go cook with whatever I have in the fridge and it's been great so honestly I feel like I'm living this life I, I tweeted this out I've been social distancing my whole life so I feel like I'm <laughs> super prepared for this this is easy for me I don't need people around I can just watch shows and cook and work from home and I was I was built for this. So um I would say my life or my day to day has gone I've adjusted well and uh now that thriving. classes are starting <laughs> now that classes are starting, most of mine are just work at your own pace. Um they have like an assignment or the, all the assignments are due on on like Sunday night and so you just have all week to do the assignments in however whatever order you want, however quickly you want. And then they're just you just have to have them done by the due date. Um and so I don't have to like join for class. Um, I don't have to, you know, log on and, and sit in a, a lecture. They just kind of recorded their videos and you can watch them at your own pace. So all of that is really nice. Um, I can just kind of do things at my own pace, um, which is has made it easy. And so I feel pretty comfortable with with the way things are going forward. Nick, how about you? Um, man, I don't even know where to start. I I don't have class on Tuesdays or Thursdays, so um, that's that's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, basically, it's a lot of what Tom said. The lectures are posted. You can watch them, and then usually I have a quiz the next time that we would have had class. The quiz is open and closed by the end that we would have had class. Um, not having to get up at 7.30 to go to my 8 a.m. is nice. I just send out my work workouts to my clients the night before. That's nice. Um yeah, how does that it, one work out for you? The your workout one. Um, we're gonna we're supposed to make a workout video. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Like a Richard <laughs> Simmons workout video where you like do the steps and like where yeah. like where is Nick Rick? To get one of those like shiny leotard things. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty. Get the fun. afro and the sweatband going too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe I sh- I should do that. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> Um, I have to look into that. Uh, otherwise, it's a lot of a lot of questions still as far as how my classes are going to go. A lot of my classes had like major group projects that were due at the end of the semester, and since the groups can't meet, and classes got canceled, so we were supposed to have class. What was it last week? Feels like forever ago. Yeah. On Wednesday, Wednesday was supposed to be the last day. Yeah, Wednesday it got canceled like in the morning. Yeah, so or Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Tuesday. everything got yeah. yeah. Tuesday morning, everything got canceled, and we were supposed to still have class on Wednesday. And for some reason, all my professors decided to push it off and be like, oh, "We'll discuss what the plan will be for the remainder of the semester on Wednesday." Well, that got cut off, so now there's no very few guidance, very little guidance on what I'm supposed to be doing. So. I'm just checking syllabuses left and right, trying to figure out what's due when and trying to make sure I get everything done. Emails. 
but at the same time i guarantee i'll be missing i'll be missing stuff at the end of the semester and i hope it doesn't like severely uh, severely impact grades because everyone's gonna be in the same spot yeah yeah sounds like it i I think a lot of people are gonna be understanding and they're obviously yeah i think you you gotta you gotta find the balance of still like grading us as you should but also recognizing your whatever you wanted to do this semester it either has mm-hmm. to be adapted quite a bit or just completely taken off. Yeah, I think most professors are fairly aware that this is going to be a lot of adjustment for every student. And, uh, you know, they're going to be flexible, just like we'll be flexible. And, um, you know, it's obviously not going to look the way we thought our senior year would look, but you can't really do anything about it. So, yeah, I think it's going to take some getting used to for us and it's going to take some getting used to for the professors. But We'll see how the end of the semester turns out, as long as we all graduate. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's that's another thing for me in particular is trying to find an internship because 95% of the internships I would have, um, opportunities I would have were at a hospital. Hospitals are locked down now, so yeah, I'd, tough. it's literally just who knows what's going to happen here. Yeah. There's just going to have to be a lot of flexibility on a lot of different sides. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Xavier, yeah. how has your uh, life been adjusting back to your um, home? As, it's busy there, I'm sure. Yeah, as you said, um, I I do like being in one space for a really long time, but I do miss random interactions during my day. But the day-to-day, I, uh, I have a million alarms to wake me up. I uh, officially get up anywhere from 12 to 2 p.m., and then I go about my day. I like to start off with a, a, a walk or a run. Got to get the exercise in because you can. they say you can still do that. So I'm going to continue to do that. And then I usually like to have my first meal or snack right after I shower. And then a bunch of hours watching things or doing random research or reorganizing anything in my room. You do coronavirus research? No, no. Have you developed well, a vaccine yet? I have not. Yeah. Dang. Talk about I, letting us down. Seriously. Not, not yet. I'll, I'll have to check my resources and see <laughs> if I can figure things out. Um, pretty much just rearrange my whole room. Um, and then I like to go to bed anywhere from midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning. What? That's so irresponsible, Xavier. I know. And it, what sucks, it happens so fast that now I don't think I, I think I just got to let it rotate, like continue to wake up or stay up later and later till it resets itself. No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I think that's how yeah, it works. That, that is a genuine bad idea, actually. Yeah, that will not work. Like maybe pull the all-nighter and then just stay up for or 26 plus hours. Just lay down at 10 and you'll fall asleep eventually if you're just mm. laying in bed in the dark. I don't I don't think that's possible. It it works, trust me. That's how people fall asleep. They just lay down and then they fall asleep. There's there's too much going on in the world. You can't. It's impossible. All right, anyway. One of the things that me and Tom have been getting busy with it are uh keeping <laughs> us busy. Oh, <laughs> Nick. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. Start that over. Worse than what was said last time. Start that over so I can clip it out. (laughs) 
my I got I got coronavirus brain right now. <laughs> um, we're trading we're trading stocks left and right. The economy is right. in the toilet. It's it's kind of digging its way out. We just went all in the past couple of days trying to get some stocks traded. Um, I just sold I just sold the Apple on the dip. I bought the dip yesterday. It Let rose up pretty good today. So uh, that's I got that on the second screen. That's why I was away for like a minute there. I'm, I'm logging I'm in right now. Dipping and diving, buying and selling. I'm uh, so, uh, made, oh, shoot. made a decent amount of money on Apple there. That's that's something else you can do if you want to keep yeah, busy. Since- since we don't have sports to gamble on like usual, we just have to like follow the stock market. I'm up 11% today on my investments. So big day for, for me, um, jumping in on all kinds of stuff. And it was a good day. Finally, we've had so many bad days. 11% gain today. I'll take it. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Pretty solid for sure. Um, what else, what, what have you guys, have you guys been watching anything during your time? Any weird yeah, so shows? On movies? our last show, on our last show, I talked about how I was going to, I had a list of movies that you guys had seen or talked about and Xavier and I crossed one off the list. The Joker, we each watched it. Um, I think like, I don't know. You watched it a couple days before me, I think. Yeah. Um, I think then I watched it recently. I think Monday I watched it. Uh, and I gave it an 82 overall. Um, I thought it was really good. I was in, I enjoyed it the whole time. Um, there was never a moment where I was like kind of bored of it. Um, crazy things happening throughout. Um, great performance from Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, really just overall, the reason I would give it, uh, the reason I didn't give it as higher, uh, any higher of a score is just so twisted and, uh, like, uncomfortable at times um especially when he's on the like tv show and i just felt so uncomfortable and like feeling secondhand embarrassment for the people that were watching this happen like like if they were actually there for real um there was just so much that happens in the movie that i was like what in the world is going on um but i mean that that's partially like just due to the fact that he was so good as the joker um or so good at his character but Basically, uh, it just it's a it's a trip, I would say. You, you're along for the ride and like there's just some weird things that happen and you're just there. Um, so enjoyable movie. Like I said, I, I enjoyed watching it. But yeah, it was definitely um, a strange movie. Uh, 82 overall, though, I'd say that's good. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it and I would recommend it to people. Just be ready for some weird things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I I gave it the same score. Partially, I based it off of the. You, I gave it a score, and then you just said, "Yeah, I was thinking the same thing." Oh, I I honestly was. I, I just didn't put a score mm-hmm. in there. You were asked a day before me what your score was, and you didn't give an answer, and then I responded, and I then you said, it, "I was thinking the same." I didn't thing. read the message. Seems like seems like you were. You said, "I'll have to think on it," and then you waited until I gave a score, and then you responded. That's the exact words you said. I'll have to think on it. But it, uh, no, it it definitely had to be in that range because I liked it, but I also like the other movies that we talked about in the last one, and I gave those like an 86, 87, or whatever. So it had to be below that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely a, a dark movie. I hated. I I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler, but because you know he's on the show, but how they show the clips of him, like like. 
the way it's set up is like he has the thing where he meets the the host of the show and then later on he gets made fun of and then returns to the show that that was dark and sad all at once yeah but, definitely uh strange there but what's overall, so you guys are talking about some really weird show before we start talking what is this yeah the other I thing see it all over social media that, that nick and i nick has seen you've seen two episodes yep first two and i've seen i think four now oh uh, there's seven total seven total seven total i'm over halfway through um it's called tiger king tiger yeah. king yeah, Tiger King, and it's about, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's about a f- four or five different things at once. Yeah, it's That's a bunch of different stories that are all tied together. It's a documentary, yeah. though. It's real. Like, this stuff happened. Okay, what I was saving the show for, or what I want, what I was, we were talking about this before the show, and I said I wanted to save one thing uh, for for the show. So when this thing starts, the guy's like, interviewing these like snake wrangler type things a documentary filmmaker guy so this guy buys like a bunch of poisonous snakes and he's like following up to his car he opens this like van door and there's an arctic snow leopard yeah in this dude's van he's just like and that's when i wanted to investigate more into big cats and i was like what on earth so he so this documenter documenterer i don't know if that's he's a filmmaker whatever this filmmaker Uh, it's documentarian Okay, this filmmaker uh, went around. He, easily. he started creating, he started um, looking into different groups of people that own large exotic cats. So like tigers, lions, ligers, uh, leopards, jaguars, cheetahs, all that stuff. Um, and If they can kill you, they have it. Yeah, the story mainly follows Joe Exotic, which is just a crazy name, but that's what he legally changed his name yeah. to. Joe Exotic, who lives in Oklahoma and has a wildlife zoo, I guess, like a, a zoo yeah. of tigers and lions and all this random stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure it said he had 247. 227. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 227, okay. 227 big cats. Big, big cats. Um, and he said it costs $3,000 a day to feed each one of them. So that's a lot of money every day just to feed them. Um, and then yep. it follows this lady named Carol Baskin who lives in Florida and runs a sanctuary to, like, rescue big cats and uh she's like trying to pass legislation to prevent people from being able to own them um and so they're obviously butting heads the whole time and then this other wacky dude in myrtle beach south carolina named doc something um i don't remember his name but he freaks me out he's a doctor did you did you catch maybe it was in a later episode they said what is he a doctor of she says he's a doctor of mystical science yeah mystical science actual doctor of whatever that means Anyway, they just follow these random stories of these three people and they're like their zoos or sanctuaries with all their big cats and it goes off the rails so fast. But obviously they're they're like all kind of arguing with the Carol Baskin lady because she was trying to get she basically wants all of them to have to give up their animals. They don't think they're doing anything wrong and they want to be able to keep their animals because they like take care of them and raise them and everything. Um, but she's saying they're like exploiting them um, and abusing them for money. Uh, so obviously there's just like a lot of back and forth. Um, and it's just the most wild show. So many twists and turns. Um, the craziest thing, in my opinion, 
so I don't know if you've gotten far enough. At least you've you've at least seen. I think even in the first episode, there's a collect call from jail, and it's Joe Exotic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you know from the first episode that Joe Exotic is in jail at least at some point. The crazy yep. thing is that they started recording this documentary and following him around, and then while that was all going on, he ended up being arrested and went to jail. And, like, so they basically just caught all of that on film because they were just doing this documentary already. And it just got way better because all of a sudden he got arrested and went to jail. And they got to follow that storyline. There's just, like, 11 storylines going on at once for each person. And so much crazy stuff happens. It's weird, but it's there's, it's been enjoyable. <laughs> there's, like, one – I guess this is, like, a mini spoiler, I guess, because it's skimmed over so fast. Uh, one of the employees at – Joe Exotic's like wildlife park just gets their arm ripped off by a tiger. Yeah, she loses and they just her like arm. skim over it in like five minutes. Like, but she also nothing. during that time she says she was in the hospital. Um, they couldn't. They said it would take five years of reconstructive surgery or two yeah. years of reconstructive surgery or something to repair it, or she can just amputate uh-huh. it. She said just amputate it, and five days later she was back at work. She yeah. went back to work did, with tigers, feeding tigers five days after getting her arm eaten by a tiger. She just decided it was the best idea to just get her arm chopped off and then go back to work. She instead said that of, like, working to try to get it back. Yeah, she said that would have it was it would have been dangerous for the for their zoo if if the media was like surrounding her asking about her hand. So she just yeah. got it amputated and went right back to work. Crazy stuff. And every that was single person over, so so quickly yeah. skimmed over. Yeah, like, that was nothing. And you don't even realize that her arm is missing. She's in interviews, and like you can yep. see her in the interviews. And I never even paid attention to it until after they either. talked about it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh dang! Yep. Like she's actually missing Same, her arm right yeah. there. Crazy. Same, every yeah. single person that's featured in this documentary is a character that you couldn't even dream up. Yep. None of these people are people you could like come up with. They're all just yeah, like guy wacky, legs, weird people living their life. It's crazy. A bunch of like recovering drug drug addicts. Yes, a lot of meth. Um, a lot of uh, the one guy has like eight wives. <laughs> like yeah, it, well, and so Joe crazy. Exotic has two husbands. Like, yeah. and they're both straight. Uh, that that's kind of a spoiler. Maybe I'll cut that out. But what, like, um, <laughs> crazy stuff going on. It's honestly. Xavier, you haven't seen an episode yet, but I have not. But... Just watch the first episode and just see if you're even at remotely interested, because it's it's wild. It's so every entertaining. Episode, apparently, every episode not gets because better of, as it goes. Too. Yeah. Oh, it, I would say every episode has been more enjoyable than the last. It's crazy. Um, I can't find it, but this conversation on wild big cats reminded me. I have a book somewhere. Um, as many of you guys know, I love learning about the presidents and everything about them and Mm -hmm. it was very common like now you just see them have like a dog and they highlight the dog but for a long time they had many exotic um animals i couldn't find it i i just came across three books but none of them are the ones with the pet information but listen to this this person's pets from back in the day one of the most um Theodore Roosevelt, one, he's the one who most liked the environment and the different animals. His lists included many dogs. He also owned a pig, uh, a black bear, an owl, a rooster, um, snakes, lizards, a hen, 
ponies and horses, guinea pigs. But one president owned a falcon. Seems like an odd thing to own. But I'm going to give the full rundown another day of the best animals people have owned. All right, thank you, Xavier. That's that's going to be much much awaited for. Um, I thought when you said uh, our conversation about big cats reminded you of our interview with Big Cat. Go listen yeah, to that. It's on Spotify or like, on on a SoundCloud. You can listen to that. Why do you so listen to it? Actually, that would have been what you should have said, rather than because none of the presidents owned a big cat, so it's kind I, of disappointing. I, uh, there, a black bear is kind of interesting. The rest of them are like you just live on a, a farm, but a black bear is mm-hmm. interesting. The White House at one point was close to a farm with some of these animals that they had. But I'll, I'll give the full rundown. We'll do a top ten list of pets. Okay, sounds great. Pets with the best names. We'll, we'll do. All right. Okay. So I think that's about all we have for the shows that we've been watching now. Um, is there anything yep. you guys plan on watching in the next week that we should all uh, watch to get like watch on our own and talk about? Um, do you have something that's on your list that you've been waiting well, to watch and you think this will be the week? Um, not quite. I just watched Ali, Tom seen Ali. We all got to find a movie that we all three have seen. So then we can talk about it again. That's right. I'll, I'll watch that list of movies, 1917, for oh, Ferrari, yeah. Uncut Gems. I have all those. I just haven't, I rented them one at a, I'm renting them one at a time and I started with the Joker. So I should have picked a different one that both of you had seen. But anyway, hopefully by next week, I'll have seen one of those two or one of those three movies. <laughs> Try, let's try to get the Tiger Show finished by next week because that would be yeah. epic to talk about. I will about. definitely have finished that by next week because I'm, I just can't stop watching it. It's so exciting. I was watching it right before it's, we started this. It's incredible. Just when you think it can't get more absurd, it does. Yeah. Like, even in episode four, there's new turns that are ta- that are being taken, and you just are like, yeah. how is this even a I, thing? Uh, it's wild. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't even wait. I can't wait for you to watch these episodes so that I can just talk about that them. That you've already you. seen. Because I know yeah. that there's good things coming and I want to talk about it. Yeah. All right. I think that just about concludes this episode. Any final Yeah, so thoughts? that's that's our uh, episode 21. Episode 1 from three different states. Um, so that's at least exciting. And uh, we'll have this one up soon so the people can listen now that we can't be live on air. Uh, we'll have to mm-hmm. just put it out on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram and everything. So hopefully people are following Loris Radio. Share that with other people um, so we can get to more people. But that is episode 21 of NXT, the next best show. And thank you all for listening. All right. I'm, I, still, I'm still waiting. I want to figure out where I could do this live. Like, Right, right now I tried doing it, but I, 